When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I am Vivian McPeak, and this is Hemp Present. If you had feedback or would like to suggest a guest or topic for Hemp Present, email me at hempresent at gmail.com. Aaron Zeman is a cannabis activist and weed aficionado who lives in Mountain View, Hawaii. In addition to being the Hawaii Island Sports Association founder, Aaron's also the founder and breeder at Hawaii's Big Island Genetics. Aaron worked on Ballot Question 1. He worked on the Freedom Fest marches and served in the Hawaii Cannabis Ministry with Roger Christie. He is a weed war veteran serving 12 months in a federal lockup in Hawaii over cannabis. And he's here to tell us all about all of that and more. Welcome, Aaron, my brother, to Cannabis Radio. Aloha, Zen. How's it going out there? Finer than a freckle frog hair follicle, my friend. Wow, man. How about you? Man, I'm chilling like a villain out here. It quit raining yesterday. Sun came out. Uh, had to fix some branches of uh, rain, you know how that goes. But I got a little early pickings, taste on uh, some new flavors coming up. So there's stuff on the horizon, man, always. Excellent, excellent. So um, we got a lot to cover in a short amount of time. Let's begin by having you tell us about your initial introduction to cannabis. How and when did your relationship with ganja begin? Well, that's a good question. Um, in short, uh I did my first bong hit when I was seven. Yeah. But in retrospect, my association and understanding and relationship with cannabis really originated with my mom, who, uh, when I was about, uh, about seven, actually, before we moved from Chicago, uh, we had that talk. And she explained to me that she smoked marijuana and that it was illegal and that she could get in trouble for it, but it was bad law. And the whole deal, and if I ever said anything in the whole thing, I was inundated. My mom always said, uh, the family that smokes together stays together. <laughs> anyway, for good or for bad, uh, that's where I learned a deep association with cannabis because I have uh, Native American heritage in my family, three different tribes. And you know, I was taught that cannabis is a medicine. 
initially as a child, right? So, uh, and it was sacred, you know, and it's obvious that it was because when my mom would smoke, my family would smoke, they had these conversations that were just, you know, intellectual and deep and thoughtful and the vibe was cool and then drinking was opposite. And I could see it as a child, you know, it's inherent qualities. And I had a bonnet when I was seven, nah, I didn't start really smoking until I was about nah, 14 or so. That's about that's my dad's stash. It's about the age I started regularly smoking was about 14. Yeah. I got high for the first time when I was 14. I mean, I got high, high, high. I, I remember specifically so much so that I actually wrote it down. It was pretty interesting. Yeah, you know when I, you know, when you really got high, you thought you were getting high. Like we were smoking, my friend's cousin gave him this stuff. It said it was weed, but it turned out later on it was like it was like clothes and tea and earth and grind it all together. And we've been smoking that for like a month, and he was laughing. He kept giving it to us because we thought we were getting high. Yeah. <laughs> and then I got really high on some Jamaican weed for real, and uh, it changed changed me, uh, my mind, everything, my reality. Never been the same since. You you are a former gorilla jungle grower in Hawaii. Uh, when were you a jungle grower, and what was that process and experience like? What what does it mean to be a gorilla jungle grower? Well, that's a great question, and uh, the you know the difference is in Hawaii. I think specifically. Uh, well, right, I came out here in like '94 uh, to meet my buddy. He's a parker. He was going to show me the ropes, and uh, that didn't work out. My first guy here, but soon after, uh, we started heading out in the bushes, and it was kind of funny because it turned out that uh, I probably lost. I say a lot to people. You've never met anybody who's growing as much weed as me. Now, then I, then I go, and didn't harvest it <laughs> because, uh, you know, before legalization. But uh, I lost about 85 to 90% of all my crops that I ever grew as a grower, grower in the jungles of Hawaii. I was taught by my friend Mike Ruggles, who was a veteran at that. He's like 10 years older than me. And... Uh, yeah, it, it's so there's so much that happened with that whole thing, bro. Is that uh, it's that's all part of the book that I'm writing. As a matter of fact, the tales of what that was like. But in short, uh, let me put it like this: the, the DEA used to do the marijuana eradication training in Arkansas. That's where they did it, and that the whole time, the whole time they ever had the program, that's where they did it. And then at one point, the DEA changed where their headquarters for their marijuana eradication training was. And they decided to go with, excuse me, Hawaii. Not just Hawaii, the Big Island. And more specifically, Puna. Actually, not just Puna, but uh, Upper Puna, which is the elevation in Mountain View, which is where Mike lives and where we were growing. And the place where they were doing most of their training was where we were growing wheat. Good luck, bad luck, however you want to call it. And we were on the front lines, literally. I mean, literally, at one point, we actually replanted a whole area uh, seven times eventually because each time, the, they, you know, first they just cut the plants and they came back and then they jinked about and 
poured the pots out. And then the next time they came and they, they hacked up all the pots in the bags and they tossed them. And each time we go to check to see if the weed was gone because we saw helicopters, we always brought more with us and cakeies, right? Uh, that's Hawaiian for babies. And so if they took our shit, we replanted. If not, we go, you know, plant some more. Okay? Never come empty handed. So uh, it turned out that we were, uh, we were job security. And I, I'm not going along with this. What's interesting is when I got busted by the feds later on, yada, 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 uh, I did get an interview. But I had already lawyered up, but they just wanted to talk to me. And it was the, uh, the head of the DEA uh, in Hawaii, who was also the head of the marijuana eradication fucking task force. He was the guy flying the helicopter and telling everybody else where to go. He was the guy taking all my fucking weed for all those years. Uh I got to talk to him and, and the FBI investigating uh, officers. And uh, I thought it was kind of funny because I was looking at the guy right in the face. And, you know, I, I'd seen my weed hanging off a tether with a special agent countless times. So grow, I never quit. growing in the jungle, what is that? You just go out in the jungle, you find a spot, cut down. You some, know, the, you clear, originally clear, when my buddy came out here, uh, yeah, his friends told him that the weed grew wild when he first came out of here. They told him a fun way about it. So he went out of the bushes and he found some weed. And he thought it was going wild. And he took it and he sold it. And every time he needed money, he'd go out of the bushes and he'd find weed. He didn't know that he was stealing. Yeah, it doesn't grow wild. And the thing with the Hawaiian uh, jungle where we're at is very fresh new land. So there's not a lot of soil we're at. And actually, what we grow in is uh, humus. Right, it's black. It's pure organic decomposed matter, and uh, it only goes down, I don't know, two to six inches max, and you hit rock. So we scrape up this top layer of this black stuff, and we scrape it's kink. You take the shovel, kink. You know, it's 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 the arduous process. Most people be like, "There's no soil out here," but the art of growing growing out here. Uh, I can find, I can make a hole where nobody else would even know there was soil. Exactly so. So that was the challenge. And all the rain. It, and let's talk about that. Hawaiian genetics are very unique. And you get over 200 inches of rain per year where you're at. You say that Hawaii is the best place in the world to produce seeds of all types, not only cannabis. What makes Hawaii the best place to grow seeds? That's a great question. Uh, I'm not just blowing smoke. Because the fact of the matter is, uh, you know, money talks and bullshit walks, okay? And Monsanto, or formerly, now Bear, uh, is, I believe, the largest seed company in the world. And they produce, like, most of the seeds for all the corn and wheat and every fucking thing else. And the funny thing is, all those crops have been planted all across the mainland. You know, those seeds, you know where they come from? They come from Hawaii, okay? All the best seed companies grow their seeds in Hawaii. Now, not only do you uh, get an extra season or two because there's no winter, or depending on your crop, I can get uh, six seasons in naturally here with cannabis, actually, in a year, uh, which is pretty cool. But it's more than that. It's you're, you're controlling the area because you're an island, so if you're doing crazy science, you don't have to worry about escaping too far. Uh, the sun... Uh, the tropical sun, there is no match. There is no equal. Yeah. And um, there's a certain magic about Hawaii when it comes to 
Everything, pretty much. I mean, uh, growing, uh, you know, plants like coffee, anthuriums, orchids, pineapples, mangoes, papayas, wool's best, hands well, down. We have like mineral-rich volcanic soil, right? Yeah, that's a fallacy. That, that that's that's. I'm glad you brought that up. Maybe that happens somewhere. I don't know where, but we live in the tropics. We get so much rain. If there were any nutrients, they'd be washed out instantly. 24 hours of rain, all your nitrogen is gone, right? So what happens is we have like acidic soil because we get a high uh, influx of, of hydrogen ions. Hydrogen ions come from the rain, and that drives the pH, makes our soil acidic. Okay. Well, I mean, there's got to be some fertile. nutrients. There's got to be some nutrients because the whole islands are green and covered with plants. Yeah, but that's not true either. See, it's it's funny. When I went to school, man. You learn all this stuff. We're like, wow, man. As a matter of fact, like ninety ninety plus percent of all the plants you see in Hawaii aren't even from Hawaii. Hmm. Yeah. And the green that you're looking at, most of it's not really green. It's kind of yellow. Because there's, there's nothing there. The, the rain and the sun will keep these plants going. They will make sugar, right? But over here, it's fresh. It's where the lava just recently came out. So we haven't had time. Like on the upper part of the island, Hamakua. So, so, so you, have to have, create, you have to create good soil. Yeah, well, we're not even using soil. We're just using muck, or organic humus. I mean, the stuff you want to add to soil, that's what we're growing out in the bushes. For real. It, it's amazing, you know. Uh, it's just—it's unlike any other place in the world. I mean, going out here and growing in the bushes, and it's—you uh, know—it got to the point where, you know, I was going to lose my weed, and I, I lost so many times. And if I had like five losses in a row, I figured five times in a row, take any five times in a row, I'll quit. <laughs> and you know what? Like my mom said, the best job in the world is a job you would do for free because you just love doing it and then get paid for it. Well, that's what I was doing. And I grew a lot of weed. And after you plant it, you sit down, you smoke a joint, you're in the Hawaiian jungle. How could you, how could you have anything better than that, you know? And uh, just for the joy of it, the relationship with the plant. And in the end, that served as an experience that was beyond invaluable. As a grower. Right on. Uh, I'm I mean, I've seen thousands I, and thousands of thousands of Aaron, Aaron I'm I sorry. I've got to go to a break, bro. Um, okay. I'm talking to my Gorilla Jungle guest, Aaron Zeman. We're going to come right back after this break with our second segment, and it's going to be crazy. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. Time to roll out for the people that let us hem present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. We're back on here present with Aaron Zeman. Uh, Aaron, let's dig into your crowning achievement. You are the founder and breeder at Big Island Genetics. Tell us all about your operation. Well, uh, Big Island Genetics, uh, the number one seed company in Hawaii, seem to be the world. I um, started uh, in like 2016, uh, which was right after I had gotten out of Silver Walkup. And till now, I guess, it's been six years. Yeah, the first couple of years were kind of eh, whatever. But what really made Big Island Genetics what it's become today was me uh, searching for the strain, uh, Puna Butter, because I was in Puna. And uh, that, like all the other ones, was like lost or forgotten or whatever. You couldn't get anywhere. I looked all over the world. Found it once with Adam Dunn, but that's another story. Anyway, uh, after about uh, 10, 15 years of still searching, 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 one thing led to another, and I found the Puna Butter. And then uh, a small, not small, grand miracle in itself happened. And I found all of the Hawaiian strains, man. And Maui, so Maui, that's gold, the basis. Puna butter, Maui Wiley, yep. Puna Gold, Puna Butter, Molokai Snow, and Kauai Electric, right? Kauai Electric. That was the one. That was the hardest one to find. That was the most rare. Well, Molokai Snow predates Molokai Frost. As a matter of fact, most kids who are 40 and under in Hawaii, in, in Molokai, you haven't even heard of it. Because it's from 1980, circa. Yeah, so that's what's with b And, of course, uh, I won the Canvas Cup. Uh, when I got out of lockup, well, second place, and it was medical cup, but uh, and that was with Puna Diesel, and that strain in itself was really what started Big Island Genetics, and then I was breeding with that, and now, now later on, you know, fast forward over on our F12s, uh, the inbred line from the championship cutting, and uh, we pride ourselves on selling inbred line seeds, which, you know, is basically insane. Uh, James Bean from Caesar now because I was lost my mind. That I was selling my inbred lines. Most beers would never do that. It's like giving away, you know, the store. But uh, it's it's old school, man. It's it's how it should be done. You know, I don't you're, you're, growing right. these, you're growing these strains outdoors. Uh, well, quick answer. Yeah, of course. The sun is free and it's superior. Of course, I have a greenhouse, and then I uh, I operate on the twelve one light system, which is uh, twelve hours of uh, darkness with one hour interrupt in between. So um, that's, you know, some fluorescent lights keeping from flowering under the greenhouse. So that's about it. Yeah, but it's all outdoors. Definitely. I, 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 I uh, expose my plants to the most harshest conditions imaginable. I neglect them. I abuse them. Um, all of the above. Because I'm looking for the fittest of the fittest, the strongest of the strongest, right? 
I want to know is that mold resistant or not. It looks like it's molding up a little bit. I'm not going to clean up the plant. I'm going to let it get nasty as it can. You know what I'm saying? To see who handles. And, uh, you know, it's funny because a lot of growers in the mainland, they buy my seeds and they try to grow in a tent and stuff. And they're like, hey, man, these plants are like just taking over my whole thing. Like my plants are shaded on because the vigor, you know, uh, our strains, Hawaiian strains are just, I can't even say. It's just like, yeah, what? Right, Hulk Hogan versus like, the kid got kicked in sand in his face. You know, like White Widow out here in, in the jungle, it just melts, it just turns into mush. It's like, shit, White Widow sucks. Okay, I'm just saying, right? It would never make it here in Hawaii. You know, so botrytis uh, and gray, gray mold is our number one problem. So we breed from mold resistance. You, uh, you, you've been on both sides of the drug war. You served 12 months in a federal lockup in Hawaii, in addition to other cannabis-related convictions and, and sentences. But you went right back at it as soon as you got out. How did your incarceration impact your dedication to the cannabis movement? Man, uh, it, you know, at the time, it was like, it was a disaster. It was like the worst thing ever. But uh, it actually, it made everything. It created, it, 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 it was everything. It was the best thing that ever happened because uh, in the federal lockup, I was hailed. Uh, uh are like few and far between, and everybody loves them, which is really cool, right? I got all this gravitas in prison and street credit, as you call it, on a federal level, right? Uh, it was pretty amazing. Got me close associations, like with Eddie Lepp and you know, because Roger Christie and blah 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 blah. And I was pretty interesting, and uh, I was actually seeing the feds at the time of my incarceration, and so I was getting a lot of support from the inside and out on that too. So I was be holding on kicking their fucking ass. I hate the man. Fuck the man is my whole thing. And so when I got out, you know, I thought, well, I could continue this lawsuit. Uh, I had to go through a administrative relief and all this crap. I was writing it myself, pro se, for the lawsuit. And it was, I was in for a long haul in this lawsuit. And I thought, well, I could continue on doing this, you know, fighting the good fight, which Congress could just nullify my lawsuit one quick time and get what I wanted. And it's going to happen eventually. Or I could, you know, it's been four and a half years of my life that they've taken from me in pretrial. I had grown weed. I couldn't smoke weed. I mean, it's who I am. It's what I was. And I thought, you know what? I think I would serve myself and the world better if I could start growing weed immediately. Fuck the lawsuit. I dropped the lawsuit. I just started growing immediately. <sighs> and that's, you know, the first nine months later, I entered into this contest, medical cannabis contest over here in Hawaii. Uh, didn't think. I was just doing it to be there, hang out and all that, and and uh, winning for the first uh, first place in the bid-out, second place in the state, and uh, more recognition, you know? It's like all that work, all that uh, planting in the fucking jungle, man, fighting helicopters, uh, it really it paid off, and, and it paid off because I wasn't looking for it to pay off. You know what I'm saying? That's how it worked out. And uh, I, I've been totally blessed, you know. I've been lucky. I've been honored. Um, you know, my destiny found me is what happened. So, Aaron, um, when, when people are looking to purchase seeds and want to produce their own cannabis, what things should they be looking for? What tips might you have for anyone looking to grow from seed who's, who's you know, looking to, to buy right. some? Well, uh, Professor Pogler says um, that, Every person is different, so I don't know what their needs would be, per se. You got a newbie just started growing. You got somebody that wants to, 
um, make their large production or with that special challenges. But uh, overall, to answer your question, I'd be going with uh, vigor, strength. Uh, you're looking for plants that have strength and vigor because this will help you with everything, uh, with pest problems, with watering problems, whatever. Uh, healthy plants, you know, are the number one way to keep your plants healthy, right? And so stronger plants are automatically going to be better for you. So that's what I, and I come, it depends on your taste, I don't know why you're growing, but if you want to grow, everybody that grows, they want to grow the best, you know, the best for them or wherever that is. You know, everybody wants to grow the best. And if you want to do that, you really should think outside of the box with your genetics and get genetics, get seeds from strains that are not, that stuff you find at your dispensary. The, the cakes, the gelatos, the cookies, the whatever you're throw over there, okay? Not that, right? Grow something else that is different. So you can have a relationship with that plant and understand that plant as you grow, right? And it will be the best, right? Because you're going to have access to traits and genetics that other people haven't seen. So you're going to present that and then you know, weeds always be that way, man, right? Like, you know, even though you love your weed, you always got to get something different, man, and change it up a little bit. You know, that's the story. And uh, that's what I would suggest, right? Can you want to show off your plants to your friends? Well, show them this. Where is, you know, Panama Red, uh, whatever it is, some Vietnamese weed or whatever it is, some old school, you know, if you get your hands on some of that 391 Tim dog, you know, from JJ. Or, uh, you know, uh, or, or some of the classics, the whole, the, the purple kush, you know, the, um, I hate to say it, but the, the skunks, the skunk number ones, the, the bubble gums, you know, these basic strains are classics because there's a reason why they are, you know. And if you look at genetics nowadays, it's just the same old shit all remixed together anyway. So, you know, go to the source. We- we we got a uh, a minute till next break. What do you think of the weed in the uh, rec stores in the states? Man, I, I avoided ever going in a fucking dispensary for a long time. Eventually, I did. Uh, yeah, the weed uh, it sucks. It all sucks. Pretty much sucks. Well, Why? You know, compared Why? to Hawaii. Well, because it's not greasy. Straight up, okay. Halfway down the drain, it's not greasy. It's smoking. It smells good. It tastes good. It gets you high, whatever. But it's not greasy. Okay, it doesn't have, you know, if you're a smoker, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. It's not the weed you smoke it and then take a hit. Do you, 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 you mean the roach isn't like saturated? No, no, I don't you mean, mean that. No, what do no, you mean, I mean like the buds. Mean? No, buds, I'm talking about the buds. Not sticky. I know sticky. Sticky's one thing, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they're overdried in the centers anyway. But not sticky. It's a certain type of sticky, greasy. It's the only way I can describe it. And the joints they oily. burn slower. You mean oily? It, yeah. Okay. Oily. Yes. Yeah. Greasy, oily. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I guess so. And it's in the smoke. It's in the texture of when you roll it. Yeah. You know, some resin has kind of have a more oily feel to it than sticky. Sometimes it sort of dries up a little bit, right? Um, it, it's I don't know what to say. It's just crap. It's indoor weed. I'm sorry, you know, but I'm not sorry. 
Hinderweed okay. is inferior. Don't get me wrong, man. I'll smoke all that weed, man. I used to smoke the Mexican back in the day, bro. I smoked shit off the floor, yeah, man. You and me there, both, man. my bra. You, you know what both. I'm saying? So, Aaron, Aaron, I, I ain't... I've got to, uh, I've got to smoke <laughs> this segment right now. I got to roach this segment <laughs> and go to a break. But okay. We're come back for your final questions, just a minute. So don't go anywhere, folks. Right on. Time to roll out for the people that let us hem present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. And we are back on the on present for the final segment with Aaron Zeman, who's coming from the big island across the Pacific. Um, <clears throat> Aaron, uh, jungle growing uh, dude, uh, what final thoughts would you like to leave us with today? And how can people check out your your company and and maybe get some seats from you. Well, uh, first of all, I would just like to say thank you uh, for your time to be on the show, Vivian. This is awesome. I love the whole dealio and I appreciate it. Uh, a lot of people don't know about Big Island Genetics. Uh, half the people that we deal with, we call, uh, we don't have customers or clients, we have growers. But half the growers comment that they had no idea they could get Hawaiian Genetics. So at Big Island Genetics, we just want to get the word out. Uh, it's BigIslandGenetics.org. We got a, a website I put it all together myself. Uh, you can check out the strands or some pictures or descriptions. You can order right there. We take credit cards. Uh, a lot of strains come with T-shirts automatically. Um, that's pretty cool. And we got, like, discounts. We do bulk orders. Uh, you know, we like to talk to our growers. Uh, we got a blog on there. I'm a writer. You can check out the blog. And uh, we just want people to know about us and, and tell a friend. You know, Hawaiian genetics are the best genetics on the planet. That's it, bar none. And if you don't know that, it's only because you haven't tried or you haven't heard. Yeah. So it's my job to be a representative of Hawaii. Since Hawaii uh, is my home and saved my life, I owe my everything in my existence to Hawaii. So, you know, it's all about Hawaiian. The future, all the best strains that people have now have lineages that go back to Hawaiian, pretty much. You'd be really surprised. So there's a magic here. It changes things. It changes people. It changes strains. Even your hair grows faster in Hawaii. So Big Island Genetics has the most original 
most rarest strains available on the planet. And we sell inbred lines. So you could become a breeder yourself. We encourage it. I got 1,125 possible strains just by crossing my five strains with each other, right? So that's like two generations, right? And that's five strains. So who knows? You know, these genetics, we want to show them all over the world. We want to spread aloha all over the world. That's our mission. So come check us out. We always got specials too, you know? And uh, I love to talk. So you want to talk about growing? Hit me up on email. And uh, there you go. And if you know anybody's got any other Hawaiian genetics, by the way, please let us know. We want to preserve them. We want right. to keep the stories. We want to pass this along. All right. Aaron <laughs> Zeman, a man who just might put nutrients in his shampoo so his hair grows faster. <laughs> Thank you for being on here, present, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate you, bro. Right on, man. Aloha. All right. Happy trails. That concludes this installment. Hammers in on cannabis reader. When it comes to prohibition, you got the right not to remain silent. Activism requires a voice. Find your voice and speak up for justice because resistance is fertile. The Hammers in intro music is Seven Mile Beach by Joanne Rand, and the outro music is Take Back the Plant by Sticker Bush. Stay strong. See you next week. Marijuana! The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.